Welcome to Fine and Filthy Rich with Moni and Jay, two young Black women discussing financial literacy, where we give you tips and tricks to be financially successful. Now, we are not financial advisors, so anything heard on this episode is not financial advice. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Fine and Filthy Rich for more financial tea. Hey y'all, have you subscribed to our exclusive content? For only 99 cents a month, you get access to special episodes. We'll be discussing even more unfiltered content and the filthy side of finances. Click the link in the description to subscribe now. Hey y'all, hey, we are back again. We are back for another episode of Finding Filthy Rich. I'm your co-host, Moni. And I am your co-host, Jay, and we've got a lovely guest with us today that I am so excited about. Y'all, she is my financial advisor, and because, you know, we're trying to get these finances right out here, I will let her go ahead and introduce herself. Yes. Hello, everybody. Um, My name is Tatum. Um, I'm out here in Denver, Colorado. So anyone wants to drop by over here, let me know, shoot me an email, whatever it may be. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a financial advisor with Northwestern Mutual. Um, never really had a whole lot of intentions of being in this space at all. Uh, went to school down at MSU Denver, first generation. Um, and I just knew that when I was trying to set myself up financially, that I had no clue what I was doing. And I was always interested in just kind of learning more. Um, I heard things about like a Roth IRA and didn't really know where to go other than the internet, of course. Um, so I started, got my foot in the door with Northwestern Mutual. I was an intern with them, wanted to look more into financial planning, what the heck that meant, what it entails. Um, and I was just talking to people in my world that I perceived as successful, you know, the ones that you think have it all set up and whatnot. And I was just asking them about, Hey, how did you figure this stuff out? What is it? What does it mean? And I think most people just said, Hey, Tatum, I'm kind of just figuring it out as I go. Um, and so it just quickly became super important for me to, to be that person for others and just to help them know that, Hey, you're not alone. And I want you to feel comfortable and confident just about your money. And just to create a dialogue, especially in the black community about wealth and not only just, Hey, here's how we build it, but here's how we preserve it. Mm. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. That is so dope. I love that and it's just so funny to me too how like you have a degree in hospitality but now you're like working in the finance field like (laughs) that is hilarious like what a switch right like I know that you were in school thinking like oh yeah hospitality and now you're like in your career and you're this finance guru which I love that is so awesome yeah that's really nice I really like that and I think that's good too because that's like we're kind of going into the fine chronicles y'all like that's really like how you got into your profession and personally I always like asking people even if they're not working in finance just in general I'm like how did you get into this because not everybody has like such like a linear um, track to get to their profession so I feel like even if you're somebody who's like listening to this and you're super interested in finances and this is like a field you might be interested in I think it's like you know you can figure out a way to put your foot in the door even if your background is in something different I have a friend too who has like a similar job and she got her degree in women's studies so there's ways to like make your way into this field if you're interested in it I'm curious Mm -hmm. though this this is not actually something we wrote down but like when it comes to your clientele do you think it's like mostly men or mostly women or is it pretty split yeah that's a great question um I would say majority of my clientele are women Mm. and if I am working with men um they're couples 
Oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Makes I sense. Like so men don't go and seek out financial advisement on their own. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. It's the wife being like, come on, honey. <laughs> exactly. She's like, sweetheart, we need to, let's go sit down and get this taken care of. <laughs> Want to know why? Because men think they know everything. They're like, I don't need help. I don't need help. <laughs> it's like, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, y'all. Kind of not really, but... <laughs> That is so funny. No, but yeah, Tatum, so tell us um, a little bit more about like how you really got into your profession. Like I know you shared that you were asking around, um, you know, successful people about like how they got to where they're at. Um, but yeah, talk to us about how you like landed up at Northwestern Mutual and just being a financial advisor, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I was at MSU Denver and um, I had some advisors come speak in our class about, you know, promoting the role and whatnot. Um, and I was like, well, we are coming out of COVID and all of my expertise lies specifically in hospitality, which come to find out is not a recession proof industry, not a COVID proof <laughs> industry. Um, and I was like, well, I think the best thing for me is to figure out where my skill set lies outside of hospitality, right? I need to widen my tool belt, you know, dabble in some other different pieces. Um, so I did an internship with Northwestern Mutual and I was an intern with them um, for almost a full year and I loved it. Um, it, w- it was definitely a challenge, right? Because you're calling your friends, your family, people you know, um, and that's intimidating. And you know, money's a super taboo subject, mm-hmm. um, so it's definitely not the first thing that people want to talk about with you. Um, but I did that for a while, and then just decided to take it full time. So I- I've been running my practice now for a little over two years. I'm coming up two and a half years here pretty soon. Um, just doing comprehensive planning. So. I always just simplify that by saying it means obviously very different things depending on who I'm talking to, Um, but anywhere from retirement planning to investments to insurance planning really just depends on whatever the goals are of whoever I'm talking to. Hmm. Yeah, that's really good. And Jay and I have both worked with Tatum, y'all. So Mm -hmm. I think it's like um, really nice and she's really, really helpful if you are interested in talking to someone about planning. Because I think like a lot of people just don't know where to begin. Um, They don't have anybody else to like talk to about it. And you might need like a little cheerleader or someone that can help you like push you a little bit and towards your financial goals, you know? Mm -hmm. Heck yeah. Yeah. And fun fact, I was a cheerleader, so uh... Hey, <laughs> come on, Dave. You know, we got the <laughs> Tatum will cheer you on. So yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's really really Love good. It. Um, so I know one thing, like for myself, when I talk to Tatum, I personally talk a lot about like saving. Um, and I know that's like one thing that you kind of like. I I don't want to say the word push, encourage as well the importance of saving. So. Can you kind of go into talking about like how young you should start saving, the importance of saving? I don't know if y'all see those memes where it's like, I wish I would have like bought a house in the third grade instead of coloring and I would be so much farther. That's how I feel sometimes when it comes to saving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I think the short end answer is just ASAP. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, starting yesterday, right? And I think as simple as that sounds, something that I would just like to compare savings to is it's just like working out, right? Mm-hmm. You are not going to lose weight overnight. You're not going to gain muscle overnight. You're probably not going to reach your financial goals overnight. And that is okay, right? I think in our society, in our generation, we have this instant gratification mindset where we want things to change tomorrow. And mm-hmm. that's just not realistic, right? Set yourself up with the right framework. I think the sooner you save and the younger you save, 
you just start to build those habits, right? And then you start to stay consistent. And then over time, you will start to see results. Mm -hmm. And I just think that giving yourself that opportunity to do it as early as possible, regardless if you're 20 years old, 29 years old, 50 years old, right? Just as early as you can, then you just start to create that muscle memory. And then you just give yourself a longer runway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Go ahead, money. Oh yeah. I was just the same. <laughs> we literally said the same thing. <laughs> I was going to say like, that's really good because I know for myself, like saving was never really like discussed. And I know like for a lot of people, it seems like impossible to save. Like, especially when you live like paycheck to paycheck, you're like, what, how am I saving? You know what I mean? And so I think oftentimes like, well, we as like a society, not us on this call, but like, we think like, okay, when I start making this amount, that's when I'm going to start saving, you know, Mm -hmm. when in reality, I do think that there are ways to build in like a savings option in wherever you're at now, you know, unless you're like literally like homeless or something, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. There always is. And that's one thing that I really like too about like Tatum, like again, y'all, this my financial advisor, we done sat down, did a budget. I'm like, okay, I have these expenses. I'm spending $500 on groceries, $500 on personal maintenance, like, you know, just going down the whole list. And I'm just like, I'm depleted. Like I literally have nowhere right now where I can even be saving any money because like, I just have so many expenses and y'all, I still opened up a savings account. (laughs) And I'm still able to like contribute to it. Like I'm still committed to contributing to it. So it's honestly just about like where you're willing to cut back on. You know what I mean? Like, she's just like, okay, well, how about you don't spend $500 on groceries? Like, how about we spend $400 on groceries? Mm -hmm. Like, and you just kind of commit to doing that. And, you know, maybe you go get your nails done every three weeks instead of like every two weeks. You know what I mean? Just like little things like that. You just have to find those areas um, where you can like make it possible for you. And it's also a want too, like, right? Like you have to want it. Like I knew intentionally, like I know that I want a savings account for Jackson. Like I want to be able to give Jackson something when he's 18. Like he's Mm -hmm. already five years old. I'm like, okay, like I got to get the ball rolling. Like I should have been, did this back when he was a little baby and just like kept the funds there and not touch them. But yeah, like, you know, you just kind of have to, to want to do it. And then I think that you'll be able to do it once you want to do it. Right. Like at the end of the day, everything comes with like the desire. So it's easy to be like, okay, I I just can't do that right now. And like Mani says, like, once I start making more money, then I'll be able to do it. But if you have the desire to do it, then you'll just make it happen. And you'll just find areas where you can like cut corners and just like cut things out um, that are not necessities. Like I know that I shop way too much. Y'all know I shop way too much. I talk about it every episode. (laughs) So I know that I can just buy like less outfits or, you know, less little trinkets around my house. And that way I will just have a few extra dollars to put into a savings account. So yeah, 100%. Wait, that is so funny because y'all, I am like a victim to TikTok. So like every time I see something on TikTok, I want to buy, I'll go buy it. But I'm like so dedicated to saving because I'm trying to like move out. I was scrolling so fast on this outfit yesterday on TikTok because I knew if I stopped on it, I was going to want to buy it. I was like, don't even look at it. (laughs) No, yeah, I I love that. Both of what you guys are saying, like, that's so real. And I think that say when we think of saving, like, it just seems like, just like working out most people, it's just like, Oh, like working out, Mm -hmm. Oh, savings, you know, like nobody wants to do it, but at the end of the day, it becomes easier as time goes Mm -hmm. on, right? Like Mm -hmm. consistency builds confidence, persistency pays off. Mm -hmm. And both of those things are meant to change as the life changes, right? As your, as your plan changes, like 
you should meet with an advisor and do planning and save in a way that is meaningful to you, that is intentional to you, because that will make you excited, right? Like, Jay, you're talking about Jackson and how that's motivating you. Imani, you talk about how moving out is motivating you, like figure it out. Like we always hear your why, right? And it's kind of like most cheesy, like figure out why something is meaningful to you. And I guarantee you, you will be all the more motivated to save. Yeah. So yeah, true. absolutely. No, a hundred percent. I love that. Okay, yeah, I'm super excited about this next question because I myself want to know. It was so funny, y'all. So like when we were deciding to have Tatum on this episode, um, we were kind of like trying to figure out topics and things like that. And so she sent us like some stuff and she's like compound interest. And me and Monty are both like, what is compound interest? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, we're like, add that. We need to know what that is. We don't even know what that is. I'm like, if we don't know, then our listeners definitely don't know. Like, and if y'all listen to y'all, like, I know what that is. Good for you. Pat pat yourself on the back. For real. Most of us, yeah, most of us don't. (laughs) We are until today. Exactly. Until today, we're going to learn right now. So please, Tatum, tell us about compound interest. Yes. What is compound interest? Um, Do y'all know who Warren Buffett is? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Warren Buffett, for anyone that doesn't know, um, super well-known finance guru. Um, he's like the Albert Einstein of finance. Okay. He said that it is the eighth wonder of the world because compound interest, simply put, it is just interest paid on interest, paid on interest. Mm. Okay. And so back to the last question we were talking about, as soon as you can start saving is when you can start to harness the power of compound interest. So like, what does that mean? It means that you save $50 a month and you let it sit there Mm -hmm. in an interest bearing account, like a high yield savings account or something like that. You just let it sit there. It will compound and start to grow without you doing anything. Mm -hmm. Love it. Simple enough. I love how simple you made that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I think like, especially even when I think about like Warren Buffett, he's like this old white dude, y'all like, you know, all the finance dudes be like old and white. And I think like, yeah, literally, it's always a white guy. And they always try to make it like sound so complicated. Like you, you don't understand this. Like they're talking about like (laughs) plane mechanics or some bullshit, right? But it actually can be like so simple that like everybody can understand and everyone can participate in it. Yep. Yeah, it's not, it's not what you earn on your principal. It's just interest on interest on interest simple. Mm-hmm. I'm a big, I'm a big fan. You guys know this simplifying financial planning, simplifying finance. That's all it is. Yeah. And the sooner you start doing it and the sooner you start saving again, the longer runway you have, the more you can take advantage of it. Yeah. I think that that's really good. Um, I think like, especially when we think about savings, like before we started this podcast, like I didn't even know about like high yield savings account. Like I didn't even know that that was like an option. And we have like, we had one guest on, um, and she was talking about, she was, she lived in the UK. She was talking about how, I don't know if you remember how much it was Jay, but like their savings accounts over there automatically had like interest. I, I can't remember. Oh, their checking account. Oh, they're checking. Yeah, yeah. Because I was talking about Chase and I was like, yeah, like with my Chase savings account, I'm only getting 0.01% interest on my savings account. Like it is such a waste of time. And she was like, oh my God, really? Like we get 3%. Yeah. And right, I was like, right y'all get three percent like I was like okay do I need to move to the UK because what is going on 
Yeah. Like it's, it's not, it's just not, they're not up as like upfront about it. Like they're not putting it in your face. They're not saying that it's an option. You know what I mean? Which everybody should know that there's an option. Like I'm a firm believer, like knowledge, like really needs to be like shared, like amongst people. And I think like, that's like one reason why, like, I love this podcast. I love like people like you Tatum who are just like, want to literally just genuinely like educate others. Cause I'm like, that could be like, make a big difference in someone's life, you know, in the long run. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> I was like, is that my echo? <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. No, seriously. Yeah. Sharing knowledge around definitely goes a long way. And I think that that's something that we have kind of like talked about too before, Mommy, with um with Clever Girl Finance, when it was just like like not only the accountability piece, but just like how like how do you help your friends? Like as far as like holding them accountable, like part of that is educating them, right? So it's like yeah if you have information, especially in our community, right? Like, I feel like right now, like, the vibe is such, like, gatekeeping, and, like, everybody has secrets, and nobody wants to tell one another their secrets, and it's just, like, this idea of, like, like, the crab in the barrel, right? Like, if somebody gets to the top, like, no, absolutely not, because they're, like, we'll never get to the top if they're at the top, so we've got to pull them down, like, no, I just love that we can, like, sit here and, and share information, um, and educate one another and educate our communities like and, and educate black women because obviously you know that's what we do it for but yeah. <laughs> no literally though literally because it's like a group that's like looked over so exactly like, yeah I don't yeah. think there's anything wrong with like tailoring to a group because quite frankly when you think about it like they mostly tailored to white guys so they do they do so yeah we got to talk about us and ourselves um but yeah no I think all this is like super important and even like going to our our title y'all y'all obviously see the title here is young professionals um so we're thinking about people who are like in the workplace in the Mm -hmm. work field um and even like young entrepreneurs right like they're still professionals um we're definitely like the demographic obviously that we're tailored to like that's who most of our audience is um and like all this is super important like this is knowledge that just needs to be known um so yeah, let's get into some filthy stats. Let's get into the stats, y'all. I love stats. So okay, so I actually found like, yeah, I found like one that I knew, I kind of knew already because I feel like this is like thrown around. So this is mm-hmm. like a stat about savings and you can okay. tell me if this like aligns a little bit, but with what you see, I'm not sure Tatum, but mm-hmm. this is like 42% of Americans have less than $1,000 in their savings as of 2022. Do we have yeah. the same link pulled up, Moni? Probably. <laughs> is it yeah. this one? Is it from uh, Shocking American this Savings one? Statistics? Yes, girl. Oh, my oh, God. Period. Bitch. <laughs> but what do you feel you? like that? Like, do you feel like a good... I mean, that's almost half of Americans that don't have, like, $1,000. And I don't know about y'all, but anytime I've had an emergency, it was more than $1,000. <laughs> So um, I feel like that's pretty important that like most people don't have that. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, Unfortunately, no, that does not surprise me. Um, A stat that I had pulled up too, I think it's actually from the same resource, Zipia. Um, 49% of Americans cannot cover a $400 emergency expense today. Mm -hmm. So if a $400 expense came up today, whatever it may be from replacing your tires, taking your pet to the vet, whatever it may be, essentially nearly half of all Americans would face financial hardship. Mm. That's really bad. I, and I, the thing is like, I, I feel like personally, like one reason why I also really wanted to build a savings is because like, 
I have been in so many circumstances where like a savings would have literally like changed my life. Like I wouldn't have to put it on a credit card. I wouldn't have to pull out a loan. And it wasn't even for that much. It was never more for than like a thousand dollars. So I think that like a lot of people can relate to like a thousand dollars could just be so helpful for them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, building an emergency fund, it's just giving us the ability to, instead of reacting to all the bad and, you know, putting it on credit cards and doing whatever Mm -hmm. you got to do, it's just setting us up for more success, right? Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean you need to have whatever number you think you need to have, but something on some basis is going to be helpful regardless. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this this was interesting right here. Uh, 21% of Americans don't save their any of their annual income. That reminds me of just like what we were talking about earlier where people are like, oh, I don't make enough money to save. Like there are a lot of people who feel that way. So they just don't save any money. Like 21% of Americans, like I think that that's pretty significant. Like there's 21% of people who are like not saving any of the money that they're making. Yeah. And you know, for a long time, I was in that demographic too. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. I mean, that's about like one in five. So that's quite a yeah. bit of when you think about it. Um, exactly. And yeah, I also was in that group as well. I'm like, and and it's so funny, like how we think about savings. I'm trying to change my mindset too. Cause like, I thought about savings as like an afterthought, like, oh, that's something I'll do at the end of the month. Like now I'm trying to change my savings. Like this is something like just as important as like paying rent essentially. Like this needs to be like in the beginning of the month, you know? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. This is something that I preach to all of my clients. You guys have heard me say this. It's pay your bills, pay yourself, which is saving, Mm -hmm. and then spend with what's left over. Because doing that allows you to spend with what's left over guilt-free, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you did what you need to do. You paid your bills, you paid yourself, which I call paying your plan. And so you want to go buy that outfit off Fashion Nova, buy it, right? You want to go extra, you want to get guac at Chipotle, get the guac at Chipotle. Like, you that period I love that yeah because the outfit is bought sweetie okay <laughs> facts the outfit, outfit is bought okay oh, <laughs> oh my god afterpay y'all I would just like to make a PSA after I finish my current payment on afterpay like my little plan that I have I am giving it a break until the end of the year because after the chokehold that it has on me is like next level like I can't even like I'm like I will literally at this point after pay something that's $20 why because of the principal and it's like I need to stop so I'm taking a break like I'm going sober from afterpay y'all <laughs> so I mean, love that love to hilarious. hear that because oh my god it's like it's just so like you're like I'm only paying $20 today and then like it's like $20 $20 oh it's so brutal you're like having a good time at the bar and it's like hey by the way $20 is about to come out in five minutes (laughs) oh it's the worst shit that's gonna order a shot no I shouldn't (laughs) because the afterpay is coming Ew, oh my gosh. Yeah. So I'm just saying that because I feel like I talk about afterpay so much. I'm done with it y'all for a little bit. That is no. I have no, I have a stat for you guys. And I'll ask oh, it. Yes. I'll let you guys guess. I'll ask in a question first. What do you guys think the median savings account of somebody under the age of 35 is? I'm well, gonna we just learned that average American has under a thousand dollars. If we're doing math. But what, our, was, what, what was that? So I think that was, was that 21 and under? 
I don't know if it had an age group. It it's just, just said, the average like, American. American. Okay. Yeah. So they could be any age group, honestly. Um, yeah. So this one's age know. specific. 20, 35 and under. 35 and under. I'm going to say, I'm going to say like 1500. I was going to say 1500 too. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say between like a thousand and two thousand dollars, like somewhere in that range between one and two thousand dollars under 35. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Actually, it, it's higher than both of y'all. It, it's $3,240. The oh, average individual under 30 is what they have in their savings account. Okay. That's actually way better than I thought. I thought she that's was going to be like, it's good. way less. <laughs> I did too. Yeah. That's actually really, really good. I love yeah. that. I love to hear that like our generation is saving money. Like that's actually really, really good because I think the idea is always that like older people have more money in their savings. You know what I mean? Like you think about like your grandparents, like they've had their whole life. They're 90 years old. Like, of course they have more money because like they've been saving their money. So I always think that the younger generation just like does not have as much. That's shocking. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. really good. I was, I was surprised by that too. I'm happy to hear that because- the way I see people spending on TikTok, I'm like, whoa, we have nothing. Um, no, did seriously. You, did you have more? Oh, yeah, yeah. You pulled up another one. Perfect. Yeah, I did. So I had found some ones on some um, young professionals. Okay. They're pretty interesting. So it was talking about, um, so this these stats are actually from last year, from 2022. So it was saying 80% of 25 to 34-year-olds were unemployed, which is good, especially going back to that stat that under 35, they have so much money in their savings, which is great. And this will come as no surprise. It was saying that the employment rate for females was higher and it was highest amongst those with a bachelor's degree or higher and mm-hmm. lowest for those who haven't completed high school, of course, which is to be expected. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then the employment rates were higher for seeing now. Now, this is the one that I didn't like for 25 to 34, um, for 25 to 34. 34 year old males 85 percent um and that was more than the female peers 75 percent so okay so I lied employment rates were higher for people who have completed high school I mean um completed college so for women who've completed college their employment rates were higher mm-hmm. versus men had higher employment rates than women which was actually shocking to me because I thought that w- women work more than men I feel like we looked at this before when we looked at working women didn't it say women work more than men yeah, I feel like I don't know. That's interesting, but I mean, they're two different yeah. pages, so I mean, they could, they could have obviously a man made this study. Psych, I'm kidding. <laughs> this was built by a man. Yeah, he made it up. Psych, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, that's actually like very interesting. I mean, I know that like, um, I, I, I just, I wonder like what they um, also like just consider like, um. Like, I wonder how they did the study, like how many people they surveyed and stuff like that. Cause I feel like that makes a big difference with the sample sizes. Um, the difference in employment rates between males and females is called the gender gap. In 2022, the gender gap existed at each level, educational attainment, but was smaller at higher levels of educational attainment. She done pulled up just a whole thing. <laughs> I know, but that's interesting because more, I'm pretty sure, isn't it more women are educated than men? Yeah, I'm absolutely sure of that because um, boys go to Jupiter to get more stupider. (laughs) (laughs) No, literally though, I feel like more women have higher, like at least higher ed, like higher degrees than men, but I'm not quite sure on that. I could just did with this, this was saying that, but this could just be saying that like on 
like looking at all women that women with bachelor's degrees or hires are have a better employment rate than women who have not completed high school but yeah. I was understanding it as like women with degrees had a higher employment rate like period but I could be understanding that wrong yeah I always just want to you know root for the women of course <laughs> <laughs> no that's it that's interesting and I think like in general too I know like people like around our age make up like about a third of the workforce um which is like pretty significant when you think about it so I think that that's good when we're talking about like savings when we're talking about like retirement um when we're talking about like um using like the benefits from our jobs to kind of put us in a better like financial place there's a pretty big group of us that are in like professional settings that can take advantage of that type of stuff so we should definitely be like tapping into like what our job offers if possible you know yeah but then on that point though Moni something to take into account too is the average individual changes jobs seven to eight times in their life. Mm, That's long. Yeah, that's a lot. Right. So then the importance of using your work benefits and your group benefits and whatever you have offered, and then also making sure that you have your own game plan becomes all the more important because we especially know like in our generation, a lot of Gen Zers, they're bebopping around, Mm -hmm. right? That's That's so true. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. That's so true. Um, Because I do feel like older people, like, depend on their jobs a lot. Oh, 100%. I just feel like, because for one, one reason that they especially depend on their jobs is because they've been in that career for so long. So, like, going back into, like, the work field, they're not super desirable, honestly. Like, companies are trying to hire people that are, like, younger, people who can start out, like, entry-level positions, who can, like, grow with the company, um you know things like that and you get somebody who's just kind of like more seasoned and like already like a little bit set in their way um they're just less likely to want to hire them because one they'll also have to pay them more money and let's just be real these jobs definitely want to cut corners as much as they can so they're looking like who can I pay the least amount of money to um but yeah it's it's harder for people once they get older to to get jobs yeah I think like I just think like um in general, I try to, my job to me is just, I don't know, like, I don't, I'm not like, so like, like, close knit with my job. I just look at it as like, part of my income. And I definitely like, of course, like, if I get a job, because I'm a contractor. So my job right now doesn't offer a lot. Like, I look at my job as like, okay, cool, I can like supplement myself in some ways. But I do like, like, agree with Tatum. And since like, I need my own personal plan. And like, um, you just can't rely on the job. You can't trust them. Like, look how they treated people during COVID. They lay you off. Like, you just, it's like, to me, ha- these jobs are so unstable. And that's why I never feel, like, close with it. Like, that's why I don't really care <laughs> about my job. You know, I care about my job, but I, I don't at the same time, you know? Yeah. 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 It's super hard being a young professional, 100%. And just like yeah. you said, even with COVID, like, I think that COVID really showed a lot of people just how unsteady um a nine to five can be you know what I mean and yeah that's just that's the truth of it honestly like it's super unfortunate and I feel like it's just always kind of like um pounded into us like at an early age like you know you go to school and then you get a job and you work 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 um and there's just not enough emphasis in my opinion on like an entrepreneurial type path um where you just kind of like figure out your own way and like make things work for yourself um because even if it's not entrepreneurial right like you can just like save enough money and just like be smart with your finances where like you've saved so much money that like now you just don't have to work you know like you've just made like the proper investments you've made good financial decisions 
And now you can just like reap those benefits and live off of that. And you can just have, you know, retire early, essentially. Like there are people who will retire in their like their thirties nowadays because they just made good financial decisions. Um, and they made, they made the best out of those nine to five jobs. Um, and they just didn't like rely on it forever and live like check to check. So no, that's so true. Wait, it's so funny that you said 30s, though, because that just reminded me of how, like, the MLM people will be like, <laughs> like, I don't know if you come across, like, a lot of, like, MLM people, Tatum, but, like, you know how they're always like, yeah, if you just join our company, like, you'll be retired by the time you're 30. I'm like, let me see the plan, please, because... <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> if you look at my nurse, girl, I still have not been back to that Starbucks yet. And I know that man is just like over there. Like, and it's funny too, because I, when I met him, I was like, do you come here often? Every once in a while. And then maybe like three days later, I seen him there again. I'm like, you're here recruiting people like all the time. Like, leave people alone. Nobody wants to join the little raggedy MLM, sir. Like, no, no, seriously. Seriously, y'all, don't join an MLN. You know what you don't. need to do? You need to connect with Tatum and she can put a proper <laughs> plan in place instead of these raggedy ass people that are trying to pull you in a pyramid scheme. Like, I can't. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. If they tell you that you have to like go out and recruit people, it's a red flag, y'all. Just avoid it. <laughs> They are that and and on top of that, typically, and this just goes for any like financial anything that you hear, because there's a lot of I call social media advisors, right? There's a lot of TikTokers, a lot of people out there giving advice, but don't have licenses for Mm -hmm. any of this stuff. So I just want everyone to be aware of that just because they have a platform doesn't mean they have proper licenses, period. 99% of the time, any get rich quick type of uh, advertisement or type mm-hmm. of promotion is just as you think it is too good to be true. <laughs> so yep. if somebody's telling you to your guys's point that you can retire at 35 years old, where? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unless you're a trust fund baby and you have like millions of dollars inherited <laughs> by your grandpa. <laughs> I'm dead. Not the, not papa. <laughs> <laughs> Papa left the money. I can't. But no, seriously. Money, no, that is so true. That's why we always make it clear on here, y'all. Like, we are not financial advisors. We're just trying to like lead a conversation. And like, we have people on here that are professionals and know more so what they're talking about. But we're just like trying to introduce the conversation into your life yeah. so you can be a little bit more informed. I'm like, you don't yeah. have to listen to everything we say because we're not <laughs> in the best place either. <laughs> or let me speak for myself. I'm not. <laughs> we shouldn't be talking shit, y'all. We should be- <laughs> No, literally. That is so funny. Okay. So we're going to move into the broke shit y'all. And we just kind of want to talk like tapping back into like young professionals, um, being young and broke amongst like older professional peers. I think like, especially, um, because like a lot of us, a lot of people our age are, um, educated or we were just able to get like pretty good jobs. I know for myself, when I first started working at the company that I work at that I will not name because I don't trust people online. Um, I worked in one department where I was the youngest person and not only was it extremely intimidating just because they would always make these little stupid ass jokes. They asked me if I knew what dial up was. I was like, yeah, I do. I should have been like, do you know what TikTok is? Cause you're like, right. like, I know yeah. you don't know how to use your phone, Allie, but anyways, <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, manager, not Allie. <laughs> oh, was it really? Oh, this lady's name was not Allie. It was something stupid, but I'm like, let me not even say it on this platform. But 
Um, you know what I mean? Like, and then I'm like hearing them. I'm like sitting at the desk. Like I'm sitting, I'm surrounded by people that are older than me that are in their career, like by 20 years. And I'm just like listening to them, not necessarily talk about work or like how much money they have, but like their lifestyle. Right. Like I'm listening to them talking about, oh, our property here or like, oh, like our, like, you know, we're going on this extravagant vacation with my family. And like, for me, it doesn't necessarily make me feel bad about myself, but it just kind of is like in the back of my head. Cause I'm like, when I'm, you know, this age, not only do I want to be able to do these things, but I want to be able to do more, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I think in general, when you're younger and just like that type of um, setting, you know, I see like Pam go get in like her Porsche <laughs> and I'm like getting in my car. That's like beat up as shit. You know what I mean? Not that that <laughs> means anything, but it's, it can be like a way to like kind of reflect on like where you want to be, you know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I don't know why mommy is talking about some her car that's beat up because that's not her. My old car was beat up. I was about to say, yeah. My old car that I had when I was working there, oh, it was beat up. I didn't know if it was going to turn on after break. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, shit, I'm about to be stuck in the parking lot. (laughs) That is so funny. No, No, but I do. Oh, my bad, Jay. No, go ahead, Tatum. But I, I think that honestly we can just kind of like reframe because I think it like when we're at those tables and like having those com- people are having those conversations like it's easy to feel like one imposter syndrome like why am I here why am, am I qualified to be here when these people you know have all these materialistic things tenure like this that and the third but I think it's also a really good time to just kind of reframe and just reiterate that like you're in the room for a reason and to think like it's an advantage that you have the opportunity to equip yourself with all of these tools and all of the knowledge that's out there now to far surpass any of our past generations, our grandmas, our moms, our dads, our cousins, right? Our aunties, our uncles. Like we have so much at our fingertips now that older generations did not have, simply put. Yeah, that is so Yeah, Yeah. those are facts. Oh, sorry. Go go. Oh, I was just going to say, honestly, they're probably just hating on you because you're hot and young. It's like, yeah. <laughs> not psych. Yes, because you're fine and they just mad. <laughs> but Literally. no, I definitely remember like being there. Um, even when I used to work, y'all, with like Trans America, um, it was just hard because I was in between that space of like feeling like I don't belong and like Tatum was saying, like having that imposter syndrome and just being kind of like, well, like, why am I here? Um, even though I felt good, like I was young, I was still the youngest, but there were other people who were like very close in age to me. Like, mm-hmm. like that, that's why I met my womb sisters. We still locked in. Like it was me and two other women. We were both pregnant at the same time, but they're like very close to my age. Like we're like less than five years apart. Um, and so like I had them, right? And I just felt like very close to them. Had I not had them though, like everybody else in our class was like older aged white people. And um, obviously, if y'all don't know Transamerica, like I was in the retirement funds department. And so like, we're talking about money, like we're talking about finances. And so um, it made sense that like everybody else in the room was like older and white, because like we always say like, that's who usually dominates that space. And so I already just felt like super out of place, but Mm -hmm. I do value the information that I learned there. And like, I'm super happy that I was there so young because I learned so much, right? Like I literally still get like information from them about like my pension and like all this stuff and so I'm just like wow this is money that like I didn't even know that I had with them like I didn't even know how to pension with them and they sent me a letter and was like hey we're gonna cash out your pension and I was just like what don't do what for what like, <laughs> like, you know that is so, so funny. 
Yeah, it's like I was able to just like gain so much information from that. And even though I did always feel like I just didn't belong and I'm like, these people have no idea that like I'm broke as shit. I'm living with my parents. My daddy dropped me off at work every day. I don't even have a car. Like, you know, like yeah. they, they have no clue how I'm like over here living. And I'm like answering the phone, talking to people. And they're like, can you just tell me the balance of my account? I'm like, you have one million five hundred. <laughs> I think so too. Oh, sorry, Jay. No, go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, you know, they like they have no clue, like what, like who they're talking to on the other side of the phone. You know, exactly. And so obviously, like that imposter syndrome just stepped in because, like, I'm just like I am broke, and I just see everybody around me have like all this going on, like people I'm working with, people I'm talking to, like these accounts I'm handling, and I'm like I am nowhere near any of this. Like, why are y'all letting me do this? I'm like, maybe I should ask them for a loan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but honestly though I think there's something to be said for surrounding yourself for people with people who are further ahead than you mm-hmm. right and I think that like we can so often with like coworkers and in those like professional settings where there's people we're, we're clearly out of place and we're the oddball out I feel like those are the opportunities where instead of the the small talk office banter how was your weekend what's the weather like you know, kind of that meaningless banter, like ask them questions. Money doesn't need to be taboo. I mean, you don't need to ask them how much they make, what's in their bank account, but like, hey, would you mind telling me when did you acquire your first property? What do you wish you would have known that you know now? Yeah. Right? Like what's something that you learned early on that you feel like changed the game for you? Like just be naturally curious. I think that mm-hmm. most older professionals, they want to help and they want to glean any knowledge that they have, but you won't know if you don't ask. That is yeah. so true. And y'all older people love talking about themselves. So like, I literally, when I don't like, when I have like a one-on-one with my boss and he's like trying to talk about work, I'm just like, oh, how are your kids? And then he just goes on a rant for like 20 minutes. So surely if you ask someone at work about like, you know, their properties and stuff like that, I'm sure they will be more than willing to talk about it truly. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. I actually love that idea. That's actually something that I never thought of because me, I will definitely just like sit and shoot the shit. And I'd be like, yeah, the weather is so nice today. Oh my God. It was so (laughs) rainy last week. Like I'm totally that person. Like, like whatever because like for me I'm always just like so guarded anytime I was like in the work field right like I was just always like I don't really want these people to like know me and like know my life real because I also knew that I was never going to be anywhere for long like I was just like my time here is limited I'm better than y'all like you know (laughs) I'm dead like you know I don't want to like let them in too much so I would feel like that would just like open the door to like them asking me questions and stuff like that but I like that because one if y'all listeners like if y'all have not um acquired any property yet quite like me like it's easy to ask them that because they can't be like yeah what about you because you won't got none so like ask them questions of like things that they have that like you don't have I really like that that's a really good that's a really good tip tip. that's a great tip I love that yeah for sure awesome well Tatum do you have any more nuggets that you want to leave with us and our listeners Oh, yeah, let's see. I think that the biggest misconception when it comes to financial planning, working with an advisor, like all those things is, let me tell you right now, you do not need to make a certain dollar amount, you are more than qualified to meet with an advisor. And you don't have to have a certain dollar amount saved to invest to save to do anything. Like there is no magic number magic rule to when you're qualified and worthy, so to speak of meeting with somebody, starting something on some basis. So like, just do it, right? Like eat your vegetables first, just do it. Yeah. Period. Just do it. I like it. 
Nike, just do it. <laughs> yeah, if Nike wants to sponsor this episode. <laughs> Literally, that was a very clear ask, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and, and obviously, Jay and Amani, thank you so much for having me on your show. Thank you just for having this platform to help just create dialogue around these conversations, right? Like, I think this is so valuable, so important. Um, and I know you guys make the community just feel like they're sitting at the table with us and having these kind of conversations. So I'm so appreciative to be a part of it today. Oh, yes. we're so glad you're on. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing all your knowledge with us. Y'all definitely link up with Tatum. We will definitely share all her information with y'all. It will be linked in the um, in the description of this. And we'll also have everything available on the captions on our social media platform. So y'all make sure y'all connect with her. Tell her that Find the Filthy Rich sent you. Yes. And yeah, y'all, this has been another episode of Find the Filthy Rich. Bye. Bye, guys.